0: I'm DJ TLM, and this is Share the Knowledge. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. What's going on? Welcome to episode 61 of the Share the Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, DJ TLM. This is my podcast for DJs, my q a show for DJs, and my goal is to answer as many questions as I can, try to bring some value to the DJ community. So I'll talk about all things DJ-related, and you can ask me questions basically anywhere on social, the handle is DJ TLM, or check me out on YouTube, DJ TLM TV. Leave a comment in the comment section on any video, and I'll peep that as well. So I have a couple of questions. I'm gonna make this a short episode. I wanna send a shout-out to the sponsor of this episode, first that's Banzoogle, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on. But now let's get into the first question, and this is all about song selection. So, the question pertains to song selection. I got into a discussion with another DJ, and he believes that the ratio is three songs for the crowd, one for him. I understand what he's saying, but the venues I play kind of cater to what I want to play. Sometimes I feel like playing obvious choices that I'm not really into takes away from why I do this. Now, I totally understand that. So I understand the job of a DJ is to get people dancing and play songs they recognize and react to, but I would be miserable always playing Sandstorm, staying alive, and I know people go crazy for it, but I don't care about that. My passion is DJing and it's being a skilled DJ and finding rare grooves and break beats while introducing the crowd to music they might not have heard. It's more challenging route and it opens the door for bad nights, but so far everything's been positive. Sorry for the insane long post, Uh, and I guess uh, to summarize, as a DJ, what is the correct ratio for music you're passionate about versus what the crowd recognizes? Well, there's no ratio. That's my answer, there is no ratio. Uh, I totally understand where you're coming from, and basically for me, At the current time, that is probably my biggest dilemma when it comes to being a DJ, because I'm not that into a lot of the current uh, songs over here, the current genres that are popping. I like certain songs out of every genre, but the ones that are being played the most, I'm only feeling it half. And that does not give me the feeling I want to have when I'm playing. When I'm playing, I'm there to rock the crowd, but I don't wanna play stuff that I don't really feel. That's not why I got into this. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's where people have to make their own choices. For some, it's gonna be I don't care what I play as long as I play and get paid that's fine too you have to do what you do and follow your own heart passion um, or whatever your motivation is for me personally the choice was another but that does mean that I will have less gigs to do and most of the gigs that I'm passionate about currently are more of the old-school throwback type of parties where they want me to play like 90s and 2000s hip-hop and r and now don't get don't get it wrong Don't get it twisted. It's not like I don't like new music. There's plenty of new music that I like, but somehow all of the songs that I like are either not the hits or only a couple of the hits, and the rest of the hits are songs that I really don't care about that much. So you have to make that choice. But when it comes to playing, uh, accepting a gig, I'll accept gigs where I get to play what I like to play. That's what I always did. I was into hip hop, R&B, soul, funk you name it but i was playing at parties that were catering to those genres so i got to play music that i like so it was never really an issue for me now the thing was people do like to hear the hits and you can get tired of playing the same old row of hits if you got a lot of gigs and i've had that where you're playing like two three sets a night it gets boring and you don't want to just play that and i never did that i always made sure that i added something Of myself to it, but do it in a smart way. That's why I say there's no ratio. Sometimes you can tell that you're going to have to give the crowd a little bit more of the familiar stuff to really get them going. So you can't just say, all right, it's going to be three for them, one for me. I don't see that happening. That's going to work at a certain party. It's not going to work at another party. That's why you always have to read the crowd, see what type of vibe they got going on. And sometimes you'll have a party where it's like from the beginning, you can tell I can do anything at this party i can play anything this crowd is with me we're gonna have an amazing time and sometimes you can tell like okay this is a crowd that really does not know anything besides the popular tracks that's the way they've been schooled by their local djs unfortunately so if i want to like you say educate and play some stuff they don't know you're going to have to do it very carefully because you definitely want to keep that crowd rocked as well you want to make sure that they're having a good time they didn't come to get educated they came to have fun so you're going to have to slip that knowledge in there if you understand what i'm saying uh that's basically my answer there's no ratio you're going to have to find that's going to depend on the gigs that you do but like you said you're playing a lot of gigs that really cater to the style that you like that's what i prefer to do as well accept gigs where I know that I can play what I like to play and that the crowd is gonna like that as well. To me, that's the best solution. Then I have a question about converting vinyl to digital files and the question is, I was wondering if you knew of any software that can turn vinyl into digital. I have the Numark Easy software that came with some Numark 100 I bought. Once I downloaded Serato, the Easy software did not work anymore. All right, I don't know about that. Is there software that allows me to transform my vinyl records to digital? Here's the thing, I've never really experimented with that type of software. I know that you also have like the USB turntables and when you play vinyl on those turntables, it can be recorded straight into the computer. But at the end of the day, this is where you are at. If you have a turntable and if you have vinyl, you can play that vinyl on that turntable and you're just gonna have to find a way to get the signal from the turntable to a computer to record it, and then you'll have your digital file. Now, in my case, I have a DJ set in front of me, two turntables and a mixer. I have the turntables connected to the mixer. I can put some vinyl on the turntable, play it, and the output from my mixer can either go into an external audio interface that's connected to a computer, or if your computer already has an audio interface built in, then you just connect it straight to the computer. Or in my case, I can find different ways like using external recorders as well, but you're gonna have to just take the signal from the turntable and get it into the computer. And it doesn't matter what type of software you use to record it. That could be Audacity, that could be uh, Logic, Cubase, whatever you have. Now, if you don't have anything yet, Audacity is free software, which will allow you to record uh, audio, and then you can record your Um, vinyl and have an audio file that's now digital you can save it as a WAV file mp3 whatever you prefer Um, so you have plenty of options and uh, the only thing I would do is try to make sure that you get the highest quality possible that starts with a decent needle Uh, so I don't know what type of needle comes with that new mark 100 turntable but get a decent needle that will reproduce the sound in a good way now hopefully you have a mixer that can also uh, give you good quality audio and then go into an audio interface that also uh, is a little bit quality. That doesn't have to be expensive, but you need to have something that can get that audio in the right way. Um, That's basically it. So I don't know about Easy not working anymore now that you have Serato uh, on your computer, that should not be the issue why it's not working anymore. I don't know if you're using a Mac or Windows, it might be something with the drivers, you could Google that and see if there's any known issues between Serato and that Easy software, uh, but I don't know, never used it and I will give it a, a test. Alright, just a quick question I received in between and I don't answer a lot of these questions. I get a lot of questions from you guys and you want to know what type of equipment to buy. Uh, I tend not to answer those. But in this case, it's a question and someone who's looking for a DJ controller. And the key in here is I'm a big lover of vinyl. So not sure which one to buy, um, there's so many to choose from, and I totally understand the final decision is mine, yes. Now, what I told this person is, since you just pointed out that you really love vinyl, I assume that you would prefer to have something that has that turntable feel. Now that's gonna narrow your selection immensely so that's a good thing because when it comes to controllers that have that real vinyl feel there's not many out there you're going to end up with either the ns7 and i would go for a mark 2 or mark 3 or you're going to go for that rain 12 the new controllers or you could even take a look at what denon just released uh it's going to be a little bit more expensive because they now have a new version of the se 5000 that has the moving platters um if you're into vinyl and you like 12 inches, the Rain 12 has the same size as a 12 inch. When you get to the NS7, you're gonna have seven inches instead of 12. And the Denim Player is also a smaller platter. So you would have to go to a store to really feel that out. But understand that all of these options are a little bit more expensive. So I don't know what your budget is. If you're on a low budget, then you're gonna have to go with a controller that does not have the moving platters, just the normal jog wheels. Uh, That's a different story. Then you have so many options and there's so many to choose from, because then again, it's all about what it is that you specifically need. And that's why I normally don't answer those questions because I'll have to ask you a lot more questions to find out what it is that would suit you best. But if you're looking for that turntable feel, you only have a couple, go for a controller with moving platters. I wanna take the time out to thank sponsor of today's episode, Banzoogle. If you wanna build a website, they are the best solution out there. They have a lot of templates that allow you to build a new website within minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. If you go check out sharetheknowledgepodcast.com, I've made that site in like 15, 20 minutes. It is that easy. They have a lot of tools that you can use to sell merch, to get a mailing list, uh, in uh, implement your social media, and all of that good stuff. So make sure you check them out. You can try it out for a month for free and if you like what you see, use the code SHARE to get a nice discount on your first year subscription. All the info is in the description box down below, so make sure you click on that link to check out Banzoogle. One more question I wanna talk about in this episode. Like I said, I'm gonna keep it short, and this question is from B-Boy Mac, and the question is, my friend got called last minute to DJ. Then he asked if he could bring his gear, and the venue said no. He still took the gig and got there and found out he couldn't use their equipment because he didn't purchase Serato DJ, so it didn't work with his computer. He uses the SX2 that already has Serato, but they had the SL4 box with CDJs and a Pioneer mixer. They said they were gonna call another DJ. They didn't even pay him for a strip. Was this wrong on their end? I was thinking about this question when I received it because if you buy the SX2, then uh, Serato will work because yes, the SX2 will automatically activate Serato. So if you have Serato DJ on your computer, you plug in that SX2, it's gonna say, hey, I know this, let's go. The thing that's funny to me is, if they have the SL4 there, then Serato DJ should work. That's the crazy thing I don't understand. Um, because if you have Serato DJ installed on your computer, Serato DJ will only work if it sees equipment, audio interfaces that work with Serato. So if you put in that SX2, it's gonna work. If you take an NS7, it's gonna work. But if you plug in the SL4, that should work. So maybe I'm missing something as well now, because that's kind of weird. I always try to look at myself first. So if I was that DJ and I was approached and I couldn't bring my own gear and I had to play on that setup, if he's playing on that setup before, like CDJ's and the SL4, then he would have known that it either wouldn't work like it did now or last time it did work. And if it's not working now, then it's not his fault. Problem is you probably don't have paperwork for this gig. It was a last minute thing. So there's probably no contract. It's gonna make it a little bit harder. I'm definitely not sure about this one. If I give it some logical thought, I would say that everything should have worked. But having said that, I recently did a gig where I had my S9 with me, but when I got to the gig, they actually had a setup ready that had two Technics SL-1200s, it had um, DJM-900, and they already had, I think it was an SL4, might have been an SL3, but they had that as well. So what that meant is that all I had to do was plug in my laptop, and then I should have been able to go. The problem was I needed to get uh, install a driver first, and I did that, and somehow it didn't work. I did not get any type of notification that it was because of the software, but it didn't work. So I don't know if there's a new known issue with maybe new laptop updates and SL3s, SL4s. I have no idea, but I did run into this problem. Now in my case, I had my S9 there. So I just took that DJM 900 out, put that uh, S9 in, and I got to play the way I wanted to play so for me it wasn't a bad thing but that's when i did notice that something that i feel should have worked didn't work and i'm not sure if that was the sl4's fault i have to say i didn't look into it afterwards so i didn't google or anything like that i don't know if your friend did that to find out if there's a known issue but at the end of the day um even if it would feel fair that they pay for your trip if there's no contract there's really nothing you can do they don't owe you that, that's all, it it all has to do with who you're dealing with over there. Um, Their view might be that that DJ did not come prepared. They have everything there, they have a full setup. The DJ plays with Serato, they have a Serato setup ready, and somehow the DJ's computer is not working. From their perspective, that's not their fault. Something was wrong with the DJ's gear. Now, if it turns out that it's a known issue and it's actually their fault, then it's a different story. But even then, without a contract, it's gonna be really hard to get some money out of that. Um, so it's a tricky situation. That's why I always try to be prepared. And what I would have done if I was that DJ, because I am prepared, If my laptop wouldn't have worked and I would not have the S9 there, I would always have my USB flash drive there as a backup and I would have played with the CDJs, just using the CDJs with the flash drive. I have music on there prepared in record box, and I can take it that way and still play. So you wanna make sure that you always have that backup ready. Um, That's all I can say. It's a a mess up situation. I mean, at the end of the day, he wanted to play and it didn't work out. So yeah, that's that's it. It happens stuff like that happens and that's all I can say prepare yourself for the worst and make sure you always have a backup in place. Alright, that's it for this episode. Like I said, I'm going to keep it nice and short. Episode 61 of the Share the Knowledge podcast. I'll be back next week. Uh, I took some time off for the holidays and all of that. That's why you did not see episodes. Episode 60 was already up. Episode 61 is here now and from now on, you get new episodes every week again and a lot of video clips and more stuff on the channel DJ TLM TV on YouTube. Check me out on social. The handle is DJTLM everywhere. Shout out to the sponsor Banzoogle and if you want to send me an email, that's also possible. Share the knowledge at djtlm.com. See you next week.